Who would have thought after two straight days of rain delays and postponements that we would quickly yearn for the postponements once the Phillies finally got back to playing baseball? Oh, the excitement heading into yesterday's doubleheader after two straight days of rain and postponements. Phillies finally played some baseball and... What a horrendous day of baseball it was. The Phillies lose both games, lose game one, six to two. Game two, two to nothing. Ultimately, obviously, only scoring two runs over the course of the doubleheader. We will dive into it all in the struggles of the team. This is a Phillies today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Thursday, June the 20th, and we come off one of the down points of the Phillies season so far, no question, is they, after two days off, after the 15-1 to Father's Day debacle in Atlanta, they, uh, they lose both games of the doubleheader yesterday. They don't show up at all offensively, a lifeless effort. The Phillies now sitting at 39-34 and on the season. They are four games back of the Atlanta Braves who beat the Mets again yesterday. The Phillies have now lost seven of their last nine games. They've lost 12 of their last 18. It is uh, it is incredibly frustrating right now to watch this team play baseball as no one's hitting, no one's pitching well except for a couple people. The bullpen is just, is just depleted beyond belief. And, and uh, for the first time all season, it seems like they're going into a bit of a tailspin that uh, they haven't been able to pull themselves out of yet, as uh, it seems like all season long, while they haven't gone on any huge winning streaks or, or been dominant, they also haven't had any huge losing streaks uh, until now. Losing 7 of 9 is not great, and losing uh, this many division opponents is not great either. Today's game with Nick Pavetta on the hill, such a massively important game for the Phils. We'll get to that. Later, later today, it seems Pavetta on the hill for a lot of important games this season for this team. So hopefully Pavetta, uh, we get the good big game version of Pavetta we've seen recently. Um, but just a really a disappointing showing from this Phillies team against the Nationals team that's now in 15 of their last 22 games. They're starting to play good baseball. They're only four games back of the Phillies. Uh, for second place in the division is the Braves creating some separation. And the Braves really talented, good baseball team that keep grinding out wins, made the playoffs last year, obviously, and have that experience. The Phillies really struggling right now. Let's look back at the games yesterday, and then we'll definitely get to a conversation on more of a macro level about the uh, the issues with this team. But right now, when you look at the team, uh, the games yesterday, just a really – Really disappointing showing, uh, especially because the Phillies get out early in the first game, game one. Scott Kingery, who has been the lone bright spot, the lone catalyst, the lone seemingly guy with any, you know, chutzpah whatsoever on this offense as of late. Kingery leads the game off uh, or leads the the scoring off with a home run in the first inning, third batter of the game, takes uh Patrick Corbin deep. Unfortunately, Patrick Corbin would not allow another run in his start as Corbin just uh, shuts down the Phillies, goes seven innings, one and run, eight strikeouts. 
The Phillies would tag on a run in the ninth that was obviously meaningless on a Brad Miller triple, but the Phillies ultimately lose 6-2. to two. Again, just a really frustrating game. Zach Eflin didn't have his best stuff, but still really gave them a chance to win. Six innings, allowed three runs, only two of them earned. And uh, seven strikeouts, three walks, five hits. Look, Eflin uh, wasn't great, but he was good enough to give a team a chance to win. And the offense didn't show up at all. You got a 0 for 5 from Segura, 0 for 2 with a couple walks from Harper. Kingery, of course, 2 for 4. Homer, awesome. Hoskins, 1 for 2 with a walk. Romito, 0 for 4 in his return to the line. Nice to see Romito back, but 0 for 4 at the plate. Rodriguez, 0 for 3. Quinn, 0 for 4. Cesar goes 2 for 4. And and that's it. I mean, just a uh, a horrendous day at the plate for the Phillies. Only six hits in this game. They muster two runs, unable to get anything done, and ultimately lose the game six to two. And again, I think this is particularly frustrating when you take into account that the Phillies had two days off to stew and to think about that series in Atlanta. Of course, the Friday night loss, the worst gut punch loss of the season with. Multiple gut punch, gut punch losses this season. That is a uh, a statement, and and then of course the fifteen to one just horrendous effort, awful showing, and and had that to stew in two days. Then they come out in the doubleheader and they play like that, and then in game two they don't score a run. And granted, I get it. Max Scherzer's awesome, and he certainly looked awesome. He was dominant. His Scherzer really really just was was fantastic pitching with a broken nose had the you know really obviously uh, tough guy look going with the crazy black eye almost looked like it was black eye paint it was so black on his eye and uh goes out there seven innings four hits two walks 10 strikeouts just dominates the offense and then the Phillies aren't able to get anything done against the bullpen as the offense just Another horrendous showing. The Phillies in this game end up with four hits. Four. No runs. Just one of the hits was a Jay Bruce little nibbler down the first baseline. The other was a Gene Segura hit where he didn't run out of the box after the whole McCutcheon thing after he apologized for that. Um, That was a big issue. Gabe Kapler apparently after the game said that Segura's lack of us in the first inning was quote-unquote unacceptable and that Segura agreed on that, and the two discussed it after the game. Look, I get that, but, I I mean, I'm not uh, – if you've listened to this show at all, you know I'm not someone who harps on the hustle thing. I I understand that the way of Major League Baseball is that these guys are not always going to run out every pitch all the time. I get it, but it was a blue play. Like, Segura should have been running on that. Like, it's outrageous there, especially after the McCutcheon thing happens, and that is uh, something that is at least a talking point that he had to apologize for and all that. Like, I I actually think Kabler has to sit him for a game. I I think he should. I think that's unacceptable. And and look, Segura's been really bad lately anyways. He is mired in a slump like he has not seen in a while, batting 270 on the season. Of course, he's batted over 300 the last three straight years. Nowhere close right now as he's really struggled. You go down the lineup, Segura at 270, Harper at 243, of course. Kingery, the lone bright spot at 338, but not even enough at-bats to qualify for the batting title if he were in contention. Uh, So... Uh, you, you take that for what it's worth. 
Hoskins batting 268. Jay Bruce 231, Hernandez 264, uh, you know, Andrew Knapp 175, yikes. Um, you know, it's just, uh, it's frustrating how uh, how disappointing this team has been offensively. Romito batting 272 with, you know, not enough power, no power at all. We'll get coming up to some of the numbers offensively with how futile they have been. But yesterday was a really, a really disappointing day. As a Phillies fan, when you look at where they stand right now, uh, coming off that game, Pat Neshek, uh, I forgot to mention in in the uh, game two loss, comes in. Uh, actually, Jake Arrieta also forgot to give it. I mean, Arrieta pitched really well. I give him credit. Six innings, one earned run allowed, two hits, three strikeouts, one walk. He pitched really well. He gave up a homer. He made a mistake on a pitch to Brian Dozier. Dozier took it out. Otherwise, Arietta was was really good. Gave him a chance to win. Nishak unfortunately, allows a home run to Victor Robles, who uh, just seems to, to kill. Victor Robles kills the Phillies uh, so far as season. Obviously, had that ninth inning home run, uh, to, uh, top of the ninth in Philly, that uh, ended up sending the game to extras, the one Soto home run that won it. That was a, a depressing one. But Arietta pitched really well. It was just the, the offense unable to do anything with that or, or for him. But um, Nishak also gets hurt later after he gives up the home run to Robles. Uh, he ends up having to come out of the game. It looks like a, a hamstring strain for him, according to Kavler, likely to return to the injured list. And that's a killer, as you had hoped to have Nishak back and uh, and viable. And he clearly looks like someone you can't count on. This bullpen is... Uh, is really a mash unit right now when you look at it. Again, uh, luckily, Adam Morgan uh, pitched a, a clean inning uh, in double-A and a rehab start, which was nice to hear. Uh, but, uh, you know, man, uh, they need Adam Morgan back in a, in a huge way, obviously. But this bullpen is just in tatters, and it's really actually held together far better than could be expected comparatively. But um, it's, uh, it's a real issue. And uh, and it, it, it game one, uh, Eflin pitched pretty well. The bullpen let it get out of hand, uh, and I think Kapler had some, you know, maybe some poor decisions in who he used in those spots. Um, but man, uh, they are just really deficient right now, especially with Nishak going back on the IL. And then, of course, we've talked a ton about the deficiency at starting pitcher, as uh, again they are uh, woefully deficient in the fi- fact they don't even have a five starter and then Aaron Nola has been really bad as their ace. Arietta was was really good yesterday but has not been any sort of consistent guy for you. Eflin of course has been really good. You know, shout out to the most consistent pitcher. And then Pavetta has certainly looked really good uh for for the most part uh except for a few moments here and there since coming back up from the minors but you're also not sure you can count on Pavetta. Uh, but regardless, no fifth starter. The Phillies are, here's the thing. When you look at the way the division shakes out, and, and coming up we'll look at some of these offensive numbers for the Phillies and, and kind of, again, talk about something we mentioned yesterday and, and said look at today. Hopefully uh, we were hoping to in a more positive light, but uh, the Phillies did not come through. But, you know, a little bit of, of playing the blame game. And, uh, look, there's blame to go around all over, but it is uh, worth discussing where, why, maybe not a blame game, but more so why the Phillies are struggling the way they are. Um, so we'll get to that coming up, but 
Right now, you know, just in their division alone, the Braves are a better team than the Phillies. There's no question about it. Uh, we talked about it a bit yesterday, but Acuna is a better player than anyone on the Phillies right now. Freddie Freeman, a better player than anyone on the Phillies right now. Ozzy Alves, Dansby Swanson, uh, Austin Riley. They got all this young talent, and they've got like seven starters deep of young talent and keep bringing guys up from the minors, and their system is so robust. And they went and got Keigel. Who knows if it works or not, but... Josh Donaldson, they're just a really good team, and they're they're better than the Phillies right now. And that's not even you know thinking about the fact that the Dodgers are better, the Astros, the Rays, the Yankees, the Brewers, probably you know the the Cubs in the Central. These teams that have been playing much better baseball consistently, the Rockies than the Phillies. So uh, right now it's it's a frustrating time. But again, they're thirty nine and thirty four. We are not even halfway through the season yet. Uh, still a few games till that happens. So. Uh, it's not time to panic. Teams have gone on runs, but uh, it's certainly concerning right now. I think I think right now a concerning time to be a Phillies fan, and I think I've been very confident that this team would be able to find a way to piece it together from a talent perspective and, and be the favorite in the division as they had been in front for a while. And right now, I think for the first time really this season, I, I feel like uh, I, I definitively if I had to bet on a team to win the NL East, it would be the Atlanta Braves. So, uh, but look, I also am not bailing on the season nor on the Phillies playoff chances. Uh, I just think you, you have to be a little bit concerned with what we've seen. Um, coming up, we will we'll talk about why, like I said, uh, maybe the blame game sounds a little accusatory, but, but we'll talk about why the Phillies have, uh, struggled the way they have lately. And, uh, you know, kind of what, what, what can be done to fix it as uh, obviously going to be a main talking point for a while, but, uh, coming up, we'll look at the kind of areas where you can point to where the issues have come from and, uh, of course, look ahead to tonight's game, which is a, a absolutely massive game. They have to salvage this series with a win. They can't lose three straights in the Nationals here. That would be just a disaster, and uh, and it's a lot on Pavetta again. So we'll talk about that coming up as well. It's Phillies Today. It's James Seltzer. We're coming right back. We are back, Phillies Today and James Seltzer, as we discuss – Really, again, like kind of the low point for this Phillies team this season is they've, despite all their struggles, they've been out in front in uh, in they've been out in front in the division for the majority of the season. They found a way to stay in front, but um, obviously not playing good baseball right now. Lost seven of nine, now four back in the division as they have uh, kind of fallen back in the the grand scheme of of the standings. When you look at the National League, the Braves. Again, four games better than them. The uh, Cubs and uh, Brewers only a half game better, so they're kind of closer to those teams. But the Dodgers, 49 and 25, are way better. The Rockies around the same spot. So the Phillies, uh, you know, maybe not, uh, are still in the thick of the wild card race. It's not time to panic, is the point, but really a time to be concerning with the way they've played so far and uh, played lately. And also the, the holes that you see on the team. I think that. Talking before about the Braves and the Phillies, I do think that the real way that the Phillies can distinguish themselves, and it's the one advantage they really have over the Braves right now. The Braves have a better system. The Braves have better young players in the majors. The Braves have higher-end core talent. Um, But the Phillies have more money. They can bully their way to the title. Uh, you know, or to the NL East lead for now and all that stuff. And that's what they have to do. And that's what they've tried to do. But they need to really be all in. The Phillies right now are only 13th in payroll. 
in all of Major League Baseball. They need to be a top five team, some are top seven, top six. Like that's what they need to be. They are a big market team. They used to be top five. In 2011, the last time they made the playoffs, they were third highest in terms of payroll in Major League Baseball. If you have to pay the luxury tax, you have to pay the luxury tax. Like that, it, it, you need to do it to compete here. Um, as that's the way you're going to be able to distinguish yourself from the Braves because right now the Braves are in a better position from from a lot of different angles. When you look at blame, that's why I think you know blame or or why I think there there's a lot to go around. Uh, you know whether it's it is John Middleton for what it seems like with whether it's Keuchel and I don't know if they like Keuchel or not or Kimbrel. Uh, it does seem that they are worried about going over the luxury tax this season and that that is you know a punitive damages type of thing where. When you go over it, it's harder. You go over it year by year, it adds up. Um, but, you know, they said they were going to be a big boy again. They said they were going to spend super money, and they did on Bryce Harper, but you need to continue to follow through on that. So I do think that Middleton, at least in some ways, if they're not willing to spend, and that remains to be seen, look, maybe I'm wrong and Middleton's going to bring in uh, guys on contracts and they're going to go over and, and they want to, you know, ultimately spend, uh, and, and look, Middleton has done a lot of good. He's been a great owner so far, uh, not criticizing, just saying there is, there is the question there of, of, of willing to spend what it needs to take. Uh, but I also think going it all in, in this year is, is not the wisest move as I've said. So, uh, I don't really blame Middleton, uh, to be honest, that is not a why, uh, similar with Matt Klentak. I think there are a lot of people blaming Klentak when you look at the roster, but, I think that's a bit of revisionist history. I think that when we look back at the roster coming into the season, everyone was really excited about it. And they talked about Klintak being the first GM to bring in three all-stars from the previous season and one off season. And, you know, all the moves he made seemed to be really smart. And, and the trades were great. The Segura trade was hailed as the best in the off season by so many baseball people who know things and all that stuff. And, and now because Aaron Nolas stinks so far this season, that's Klentak's fault. Uh, look, I think they knew they didn't have quite enough pitching to get through, but they expected Pavetta to break out, and a lot of people did. And they were wrong, at least early on, and maybe he is now, and we hope so, but they weren't the only ones who saw that. And they expected Aaron Nola to be Aaron Nola. Uh, and then, most importantly, and I think also Gabe Kapler is obviously someone who's going to get a lot of blame from the uh, the general Phillies public because he's such a lightning rod and you know obviously is is kind of a lightning rod since he got here you know obviously the whole booed the first time he stepped on the field at Citizens Bank Park so people are going to blame him but I I actually blame Kapler as little as anyone I think he's done a really nice job this year he's had a uh, again as we discussed a mash unit of a bullpen to manage and he's found his way through it a lot of times he is. Um, you've done a nice job with the lineup and, and early on keeping what was working together and he's trusted his players and it seems like there's camaraderie in the locker room and all that stuff, but obviously now they're struggling. So I think Kapler certainly deserves some, you know, credit in a, in a bad way for, for the, uh, struggles. Um, I'm not totally absolving him, but he definitely has less to me than, than who I think is ultimately who you have to blame. Like, I think ultimately if we're, if we're playing the blame here, the biggest reason why is, Players are underperforming. They are underperforming in a big way. Obviously, I think Aaron Nola is the guy we think of immediately as as he has just been such a shell of the guy we saw last season, and that's massive for this team. He was the, the stopper last year, the guy who 
kept them in games, kept them in series, kept them in stretches of baseball by by going out and dominating for them and being that consistent metronome that they could count on. And, and they haven't had that. But I also think offensively, when you look at this team, especially after the first week of the season, remember that we were talking about this team as, as it could be one of the best offenses in the National League, if not the best, a all-time good, great Phillies offense. Like They were mashing, and it was believable because there's so much talent. And... They have just lost that feel, and it has been a massive disappointment. You look at the offense's numbers, and and it's hard to believe that with the amount of talent they have that these numbers are true, but they are 24th in home runs in Major League Baseball, 20th in average, 17th in runs scored, 19th in slugging percentage, 15th in OBP, 18th in OPS. I mean that is below average in every single offensive category you can you can be a part of. I'm like speechless about that. How is this offense so bad? It is so talented. Harper has struggled, Segura has struggled, everyone struggled except for Scott Kingery and Jay Bruce, you know, at least until he got hurt. What the hell? What is going on? It is, uh, I think, when you look at it, and look, bad luck can be blamed, too, for this team. The injuries to the bullpen have really been a problem uh, for this team. That is an issue, and it has been hard to manage around. It has certainly lost them some games. And, again, the starting pitching depth is an issue. The fact that they have to roll out Velasquez as an opener and Cole Irvin and Eikhoff and these these guys who just aren't good enough, uh, you know, that's tough. But I think, ultimately... I think the idea was that this team, in the end, would be able to hit its way out of these types of issues. And unfortunately, they just haven't. They've come nowhere close to that. And I think that's the only chance this team has. Look, they need to supplement. They need to add. We talked about it. Whether it's a Matthew Boyd or a Miner or someone who's got multiple years or whatever they decide to do, they will bring pitchers and they will help. But this offense needs to turn things around. And look, losing McCutcheon was clearly massive in the moment, and it's proved to be even more massive as he is. The offense is just stalled without him. And uh, obviously defensively he's great too. But um, it's it's a real issue as the only way this team has a chance to really go anywhere of note is if the offense carries them there. And that's what we knew coming into the season. That's what we expected and that's what the first week plus of the season we thought was going to happen, and it has since just not been the case. So unless these guys, Harper, Hoskins, Segura, Romito, the guys we can count on, if they turn it around and uh, really get rolling, then then this team can get rolling. But right now I think that's the biggest number one issue with this team is the offense and the, and the way they've played. So uh, we'll see. Uh, hopefully they can turn around. Hopefully it starts tonight. Pavetta against Strasburg. Strasburg's been really good again this year. This is just a tough spot. This is a tough spot for this team as this is a, you know, look as close to a must-win game as they've had all season. They have to stop this slide. And Pavetta's been the guy who's been on the hill for some of these big games, most of these big games. That start in L.A. that they needed, he was brilliant. Um, you know, he at the start against the Braves where he was really good, gave him a chance to win. Obviously, it wasn't perfect, but this team really needs a big game from Pavetta. Strasburg's probably going to give his team a big game, and you can't count on this offense, and they need a win in the worst way and then can head into Miami and uh, head home to face Miami, I should say, and uh, with Aaron Nola going on Friday and, and hopefully maybe get on a roll here 
and kind of swing things back the other way because it has been a really rough week and a half, two weeks, and the Phillies need to turn around. It has to start tonight with Nick Pavetta. So uh, hopefully it uh, it happens. Fingers crossed. Either way, we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow as, uh, again, could be a fun day or at least a, a more positive day. We won't feel good about the series at all regardless, but hopefully more positive. Uh, if not, it'll be a rough one. Either way, we'll talk about it together tomorrow. So thank you for listening to Phillies today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network.